Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, so we're back here off the edge, episode six. I'm Jake Ellenbogen. He is former NFL Buccaneer and Ram linebacker Cameron Lynch. Keep in mind, we have a linebacker here. We're going to be talking about linebackers today. Cam, I'm excited about that. Uh, We're going to be continuing on with our you know, our whole series that we created. Um, yeah. We're going a little crazy today because we're doing offensive line. We're doing interior defensive line. We're doing edge. We're doing inside back and we're doing safety. Um, also, there was an Aaron Rodgers trade that went down finally. So I guess, finally. you know, we can bring that up at some point. But before <laughs> we do, betonline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. Bet online is always your sports information headquarters this season. As we have you covered from all your sports wagering needs, basketball, MLB, NHL, right to UFC and boxing. Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to get your betting info, including uh, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games. You can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code believe to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. So can we start with the burning question? We're going to keep this very short. We got a lot to cover. Aaron Rodgers is officially a New York jet. He is following in the footsteps of Brett Favre. Uh, The Packers get a pick swap in the first and they get a second rounder this year. And they also got a first rounder conditionally. If he plays 65% of snaps, I believe in 2024. So cam burning question here. Did the jets get fleeced? My guy. Did they get fleeced? I'm going to say this. I'm going to say no, Jake. I'm going to say no. I, I know we're going to jump into the trade piece. We're going to jump into kind of the value there. But the end, at the end of the day, they have a generational quarterback, right? And so just like they when they got Brett Favre, and you could say that Sauce Gardner, his marketing skills, his sales skills are insane. <laughs> Uh, but no, I, I don't think the, I don't think the Jets got fleeced, Jake. I just think that the way they're they're headed right now with their their team, um, the pieces that they have, and just getting Aaron Rodgers, it's great to see. You know, one thing I would have been upset about Jake is, is if he didn't go. Right? He said he had his list of people that he wanted. He wanted Lazard. He wanted different folks to come with him. And so the fact that the Jets and the Packers already made that move earlier in the offseason and then finally made this move with Aaron. I like it, Jake. I'd have, like I said, I'd have been upset if it didn't go through. It'd have been like, okay, what the heck is going on? But the big question is, what's going to happen with Lamar, right? How does that open things up a little bit? So uh, I know it's a conversation for another day. I know we got to get to to our picks here, Jake. But what are your thoughts on the on the Jets move there with Aaron? Yeah, I, I like that they got it done. Uh, that's about where I'm at right now. I I think for you know Jets fans saying the pick swap doesn't matter, doesn't matter right now as of you know monday or or tuesday whenever you're listening to this but thursday night pick 13 you don't have anymore you have pick 15 now that's a small pick swap but at the end of the day i think that does matter because if you're wanting say dalton kincaid i think he's going to the packers so i mean 
like that that's the thing i'm not saying that's who they're going after but i'm saying that like this could alter also you have another team ahead of you now because of that so you have the 14th team as well so i i don't like pick swaps for that reason um and as a laker fan in the nba i don't love the pick swap with the pelicans either <laughs> so you know uh it, it's fine this year because they're in the playoffs and the pelicans aren't huh but still you know you get the point right i mean it's it, the pick swaps can they could be a double-edged sword like if you don't capitalize and then you have to give up your standing and i mean we could go back go on wiki you know someday down the road and be like man the packers got that guy at 13 and the jets wanted him and they didn't get him because they got aaron Rodgers and they had nothing to show for it so it really depends on what ultimately they're able to accomplish with aaron Rodgers. and you could be a pick away from a championship you could be one player away from a championship so like you said we'll put a pin on that uh we're gonna talk about everything in nfl we're gonna talk about the whole draft in general so uh but congratulations to aaron Rodgers. he got what he wanted so let's play ball <laughs> Let's play ball indeed. So, uh, Cam, we're starting out with the offensive line. Uh, we do three each, but we're going to do uh, one tackle, one guard, and one center. I think that's the best way to do it. Uh, so who is your sleeper tackle that people should know about? I mean, Jake, I got it on. The draft <laughs> is on. I got my Q's gear on. I'm going to go with Matthew Bergeron, Q's, uh, 6'5", 322 pounds. Technique, next level. Um, you know, to play in the ACC, going against your Florida States, you know, your North Carolinas, your Miamis and these different schools with with speed. <clears throat> the fact that he is there, the fact that his kick slide um, is noted of being super quick. Um, one thing I do know is his strength, his anchor is one thing that that team's focused on. And that some of his write up says uh, they, they, they say he can stop mammoth defensive linemen, mammoth defensive tackles. And so the fact that he's able to slow down bigger guys like that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, going to the NFL, these guys are going to be huge. These guys are going to be quick. They're going to be fast. And so I, I believe Matthew is equipped with speed to stop that and also power as well. So a guy coming out of cues, um, Jake, it doesn't happen often, but when it does happen, usually we hit on some of these these uh, these Syracuse athletes. You know, Andre Sisco going to the Jags, uh, got to the playoffs and is a key key piece in their team. Zaire Franklin, you know, with, with the Colts, uh, their starting linebacker went down. He stepped up and is now that guy. So we got some guys that can step in and play some ball. And I can see Matthew being a great addition to a team at the NFL. Yeah. You know, I think at the very least, if Bergeron doesn't work at tackle, uh, he's a plug and play guard. So I think he works either way. You know, I think that's the thing. Um, you know, when I watch him, he is a little bit on skates at times. And I think he has so much strength and so much ability that he doesn't know how to use. And he's been described. I think Chris Sims called him a uh, SEC offensive tackle in the SEC in the ACC. So mm -hmm. I think really that is more of a compliment, not necessarily knocking the ACC, but uh, I think he was saying more like this is an Alabama. This is a Georgia type of tackle. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of which cam, I have a Georgia tackle here. My guy Warren McClendon uh, out of a two time uh, championship program here with him as a starter, three year starter playing right tackle uh, didn't allow a sack in 21 or 22. Um, you know, he's just quick right off the snap. He's got a nasty punch neutralizes pass rushers at the point of attack, uh, just really quick reading react 
can make quick you know adjustments you have those late rushers maybe a delayed blitz things like that I don't have to worry about it with McClendon uh you know covering you know my quarterback essentially um I think he works really well in the run game I think his anchors a little inconsistent I think you know this is definitely a guy the NFL coaches will they'll be excited to get under the hood and really you know inspect and kind of sculpt the way they want him uh to be but he's quick and uh you know I think he's got a good kick slide you know his footwork can get a little wonky at times I do really like him and I think at the end of the day he's better than giving credit for um he's not a nasty mauler by sense but he's got a mean streak to him which I definitely like you gotta love it and you mentioned is national champ two times right and so you can't beat that the value you bring in a locker room by being a, a champion that's that speaks volumes right <clears throat> a lot of times before we play football games on Sundays we're the lock we're at the hotel on Saturdays watching our college teams play so he's gonna be someone in there I'm sure talking a whole lot of smack you know guys gonna be wearing their jerseys and their shirts and I'm sure he's gonna be talking the most the, the most smack so it's always a good it's always good to have that on your team especially the night before the game you got your juice flowing from your guys playing and you can carry that on carry that on into your gameplay as well and hopefully be a positive impact I'm in your locker room. So someone I have here is a guard, um, is a speed guy, Jake. I mean, this this man, he plays guard, is 6'4", 294, a little bit lighter, but ran a 4.99 at the 40, and uh, at the at the combine. Running a 4.99 as an offensive lineman, I, I want someone like that blocking for my running back, Jake. I want someone like that blocking for my quarterback. That means some of the defensive backs that are a little bit more shifty, some of the linebackers that are a little bit more more quick than some of the offensive linemen are, he's able to mirror that. And so I really like that by Braden Daniels uh, coming out of Utah. Like I said, he's 6'4", 294, ran a 4.99 at the draft, at the combine. Come on, man. You want guys like that pulling out in front of your running backs. You want guys like that. You know, when you run a tunnel screen to your wide receiver, running out to go hit those cornerbacks and just flatten them out. I want to see that. I, I love a guy like Braden Daniels bringing that to the table. All Pac-12 honors, you know, out, out of uh, Utah. Like I said, can play guard and tackle as well. So if someone can play guard and tackle, then Jake, I, I, I say it a lot. But you can also bring them down to center if you need to, right? You don't, you don't probably don't want them to, but if they have to go and snap the football, they can get that done. So Braden Daniels, I, I really like uh, seeing his gameplay. And like I said, he can mirror pretty much any position. He's that quick where he can bounce left and right. Very active and very quick hands. Braden Daniels, my sleeper guard there, Jake. I think he's going to be starting in the NFL sooner than later. I really do, Cam. I agree with you. Um, very athletic guy. And like you said, you know, I like those combo blockers, guys that can get to the second level, create a convoy, if you will. And there's a lot of talented running backs that definitely would want to run behind a guy like that. So uh, I think at some point you could be looking at a starting guard in the NFL in Braden Daniels. And I definitely agree with you. Um, moving on, it's a guy that I've actually interviewed personally. I'm a big fan of his character. I'm a big fan of his game. And I'm a big fan of his story. Uh, coming out of three years playing at Fairmont State from 2017 to 2019, losing the 2020 season due to the COVID pandemic. He's a two-year starter at NC State, Chandler Zavala. Uh, he's a guy that had back surgery in 2021. It cost him seven games that year. Uh, you know, that is a little bit of a concern. His medicals are going to have to check out for teams. I could see him falling because of it. And he was combine snubbed, which was really stupid in my opinion. But he had a fantastic 2022 and your, your ACC right there. 
And, you know, I think you just look at him, uh, you know, very, very strong core, uh, you know, type of guy uh, can work well in space as well. You know, he can work as a puller. He had zero penalties in all 17 starts in the ACC at NC State. So he's a disciplined guy. He can play either guard spot. So I don't have to worry about that. Uh, you know, he tends to a little like, he can over pursue. He can kind of run his, you know, run his course a little bit. So he'll have to work on a little bit more patience there. Uh, but, you know, to me, I think when you look at him, he is a true mauler of a run blocker. Uh, he can work in pass pro, uh, but this is somebody that I want getting out, creating a convoy, a guy that I believe can get to the second level. And uh, I would sign I would sign off on him right now as long as his medicals check out uh, as a starting a rookie guard. Okay. I mean, you mentioned it as long as the medicals check out, that'll be, that'll be a one there, my guy. Uh, but then also you mentioned no flags <clears throat> that no penalties, Jake. I, I don't want to skip over how important that is, man. Cause you can win games. You can lose games by penalties. Lose games. <laughs> really lose games, right? If the other team has more penalties, you can win them or you can win and lose championships off of penalties. And so a lot of times the most disciplined teams have the least amount of penalties. So, if if I'm your your Patriots, I'm Bill Belichick, and I don't want my guys getting penalties. There you go. And so that's extremely important uh, for when it comes to penalties. Uh, one one thing I do know when I played, especially special teams, if any of our guys got penalties, we would have to put a little money in the pot, Jake. And that that money in the pot that goes to like you know your the end of the year uh, get together with the fellows or something like that. But you can get penalized for those things when it comes to the football game and. Myself, I don't like it. Keep the yellow handkerchief off the field. And if my guys um, can get drafted and keep those off the field as much as they can, let's go. Bring them on. And I got one guy who's pretty disciplined here. Uh, you mentioned a, a mauler, uh, right, a people mover. I got John Schmitz here from Minnesota, Jake. Uh, he's 6'3", 301. One thing I did see when, it was, when I was watching his tape, people weren't really mauling and moving him, right? I, one thing I saw is his anchor. He's a strong anchor, strong hands, is super smart. And, you know, when it comes to just – calling plays i know he's coming in as a rookie jake but a lot of times these centers are tasked with calling protections you know making sure like hey if you got a couple guys on the line of scrimmage to my left to let the quarterback know the quarterback might have got just his bell rung by some of these defensive ends and linebackers well that's where the, that's where the center steps in he's the anchor for your offensive line he's essentially your captain there outside of your your tackles but john smith i can see him stepping into a, a nfl program like i said he's super smart um strong guy great anchor and is a people mover he can finish people and i, I want to see that i want to make sure my quarterback's protected and if somebody's messing with my quarterback i want i want somebody in there that could be you know uh the punisher right and so i'm gonna call john smith my, my john smith my my punisher there i know he sat out versus syracuse he forgo forgo that bowl game all good but i got him here as one of my sleeper centers there john smith's yeah so i mean john michael schmitz is somebody that i think you know i i've mentioned it before i think his balance is the biggest concern for me but i agree with you i think he's probably going to go somewhere in the second or third round and in this class, I mean, a team might view him as the number one center. A team might view him as a guard. I mean, I, I really can't get an idea. I can't put a finger on like it, it's kind of similar to the class, you know, with, with Creed Humphrey. We didn't like we thought Creed Humphrey was by far the best center. And then he didn't go number one. You know, uh, he went shortly after, but hard to tell where he's going to go. So he's a good player. He ended up being my third center on the board. Uh, my second center on the board was Ricky Stromberg, and that is going to be my 
sleeper here because I don't see enough about him out of Arkansas. He's a day one starting caliber center. Um, think Drew Dahlman when he came out, but just a better overall player. Like he's got that plug in play ability, um, but he's got a nasty mean streak. He's less of a technician. Uh, and, and more of just a, a go out and just move people with sheer force. Um, you know, he's a great run blocker. He is great anchor and pass pro. You know, I just think at the end of the day, when you, you want a guy that has just everything and he does, and he's not a perfect prospect by any means, but I think he's a lot better than give it credit for. I think his ceiling is a top eight center uh, in the national football league uh, with the right system. And he doesn't have any of those balance issues that, you know, seems to plague other centers. So uh, I love Ricky Stromberg out of Arkansas. Um, But we're moving on to the trenches, my guy, uh, on the defensive side. And I'm curious who you have for your interior defensive line sleepers. Yeah. So, you know, if anybody can do a Gator chomp here, I got one of my guys, my sleepers from the from the Gator side. I'm currently here in Florida, so not far from from that school here. But I got Jervon Dexter Jr., uh, you know, 6'6", 310, around a 488 at the 40. Whoa. I mean, Jake, if you're a quarterback, be careful. I mean, you know, that's that's a little dangerous, right, to have a guy that big – that fast coming at you. I mean, I, I just think of just, it's just pain, right? On my shoulder, my neck, they're hurting right now thinking of it. But, you know, to see a guy like this, if, if people watch his film, you know, sometimes when you, watch, when you watch his film, it's like, oh, his get off, you know, when the ball snap, it's like, oh, it seemed like it's a little delayed there. But what I do realize is he's a powerful gather and a powerful first step, right? A lot of times he's looking for power in that. So it might seem like it's delayed, but once he does take that step, he's moving people. I mean, you see people getting displaced a, a couple of inches when it comes to just his punch that he has, Jake. I, I have it here as strong and powerful. And a lot of times he'll sacrifice getting pushed back a little bit at the snap of the ball to then finish and ended up driving the other guy backwards, right? Guys, I think he's so long and so powerful. He needs to gather everything he has there. So um, I have him as my sleeper uh, inside defensive line, Jake. I mean, the fact that he started playing basketball in, in high school as well and track and doing the discus, like his his skills are are insane. And so I, I got him as my guy. I would love to see him on my side of the ball, Jake. If I'm playing linebacker, I would see a lot of, I would love to see a guy like Jervon right in front of me. Like I said, six six, three ten, four eight. I mean, I mean, I ran a four seven and four six. So, you know, and I'm only two hundred thirty five pounds. So to have that right in front of me while I'm playing ball, like that's that's a linebacker dream, dream come true, Drake. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, he's he's a good one, man. Um, you know, I think his his stock is really starting to rise too. Like, I think he's probably going to go. I would say day two, um, but I think he's probably going to go third round. I wouldn't be surprised if he went in the second, maybe the back end of the second. But yeah, he's somebody that definitely you know stood out to me um, on film. And you know, I think <clears throat> looking over at another guy that stood out on film to me that isn't going to go in the second round or third round, or maybe even at all until day three is Deswan Johnson at Toledo. And when I watch him, I think of Aaron Donald, but he's not Aaron Donald. I think of the, the size, uh, the lack thereof, um, just constantly littered all over Twitter or, you know, on wherever you get your information from 
undersized. And I just think like, what are we doing at this point? Because this guy is explosive. You know, he can contort his body. Uh, you know, he needs to have better hand usage, I would say, but he's got great movement skills can get to the sideline laterally, which is something that's really cool. Um, he's explosive, you know, can rip right through and, and, and smother, uh, rush the passer, smother the run, you know, lightning quick first step. And I just think, you know, maybe it's a combination of him playing at Toledo, uh, but maybe it's a combination of there are multiple guys that are getting compared to Aaron Donald that he's kind of flying under the radar. You look at Kalijah Kansi out of Pittsburgh. You look at Adea Debawar uh, out of Northwestern. Those are two comparisons that people have made uh, to Aaron Donald. But I think Deswan Johnson is flying under the radar. He's got the shorter arms that's going to make his life uh, more difficult and doesn't really have the bulk. But um, you get him into a room, and especially you know in a room with a guy like Aaron Donald, a player like that caliber, maybe a guy that's built like him or Geno Atkins, um, and they'll know how to, to coach him up. And um, you know, I'm excited for him because I think NFL coaching is going to go a long way for his abilities. Yeah, like you mentioned it, the whole undersized piece, Jake, there's a lot of guys in the NFL who are five seven and just crushing people who are six four or six whatever. And so undersized, it's it's in the NFL, of course it matters, right? Size matters in the NFL, but at the end of the day, you've got to be productive. And if he's productive, if he's balling out, he's sacking the quarterback, it doesn't matter how tall he is. Clearly, Aaron Donald. Come on, fam. Like, come on. <laughs> Come on, fam. So one of the guys that I have, he's not necessarily undersized, right? Coming out of the SEC, um, South Carolina, 6'4", 291. Zach Pickens, um, he's one of my other sleepers at defense. I like him a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like Zach a lot. You know, he ran a 4'8", 4'8", as well. So that's just speed. I mean, you're you're cooking with grease, Jake, when you got a defensive lineman that can rush the passer. And I was watching some of the coaches' interviews, you know, at the, uh, the owners' meeting. And some of these coaches, they I heard from their mouth, they said they build their teams starting with their defensive line. They start with their defensive line. And if the quarterback can't throw the ball, they can't score. And I think a guy like Zach Pickens, uh, Javon Dexter Jr., those guys can force havoc, cause havoc in the backfield. And what I have for Zach Pickens is he's a strong punch, Jake. A strong punch and active hands, high motor. You know, you'll see this guy a lot of times chasing the ball down the line of scrimmage, right? We call it running to the running to the football. A lot of times, defensive linemen, they can save you. Let's say, for example, on a screen play, as a linebacker, if I'm running to the ball and I overrun it, a lot of times if you have a defensive lineman coming in and, and hustling to the football, they can force fumbles because the receivers aren't looking for them. They're looking for guys like me that can probably, you know, tackle them, take the ball away, but – if, you, if a receiver cuts in, it gets a lineman that's 291 running a 4-8, like the ball's coming out. And so I can see I can see Zach just right now at the NFL, some highlights of him dislodging the football from people because of his ability to run to the football. That's just effort. That has that has nothing to do with, with, his, with his height and weight there. So I just love his effort, and any defensive coordinator is going to love it. I'm, I'm raving about it now. So I can just imagine a defensive coordinator just talking about his ability to get to the ball. And then when I talked about with Jervon, I, I said his get off, and it really seemed like it was, you know, as instant and sudden. Guys like this Zach. This guy has it. <laughs> there you go. Zach has it. So Zach has it. He gets off the football. And, you know, when, when you have guys that get off the football quickly and the guys that don't, sometimes it works out really well because you can have some pick stunts, right? If a guy can get off the football really quickly like Aaron Donald does, he can get off the football quickly and somebody like Javon can wrap around. There's different ways that you can work with 
you know, different people's abilities. So Zach Pickens gets, gets off the ball extremely fast. He'll be great on field goal block, right? When, when, when you need some points to, to not be on the board, put him in the game. He might block something for you. And also too, what I have down here is, as an issue sometimes is he does sacrifice his anchor a little bit. You know, sometimes when you do get off the ball really fast, you know, your pad level may not be where you want it to. So he does get pushed back a little bit, but I'll take that. It, the, as quick as he gets off the football, running a 480 at 291, I'll take a little bit, the little knot back as a linebacker. You know, he might be in my lap a little bit, but if you got, if you got a guy like Jervon on the other side, you know, impaling an offensive lineman, I can just scrape right over and make the play. So, um, but Zach Pickens is my second sleep red all at inside defensive line. I like him, man. I like his agility. I like his length. He passes the eye test. I hate that term. Sorry. I, <laughs> I hate it, but he does. Uh, yeah, and yeah. he, one thing you're going to like, because this is something that is up your alley, right? Starts 32 straight games. Cam. Yeah. Best ability availability. I can trust this guy. Mm-hmm. And think about this. He started 32 straight games as a starter. He won't be a starter in the NFL right away. He's going to, you know, he'll go into probably a nice, you know, rotational basis and he'll be protected and then he'll continue to develop and then he'll become that guy. And now, you know, he can be that guy. So, uh, yeah, I, I like him a lot. There are a lot of rave reviews coming from this show uh, <laughs> about, uh, you know, Mr. Pickens, but, um, my next guy is Jalen Redman out of the big 12 Oklahoma. Uh, he's got good size for the position at six foot two, 292 pounds. Uh, good athlete had a 1.6, uh, 10 yard split. Uh, you know, uses his foot quickness, uh, you know, to his ability, um, has the agility to crash through the trenches. You know, he's a three-year starter at Oklahoma. You know, I'm a little worried about snap to snap consistency. I'm very worried about his medicals. This is another guy I really like the medicals are a little bit of a problem. Uh, he had blood clots, uh, in his lungs that robbed him of his freshman season. He hasn't had that since, but it's the knee flare up that worries me. He had a knee injury and then a knee flare up, um, you know, and then in addition to that, the uh, the four pillars comes into effect here. And you know where I'm going mm, with this one. Not the he four had pillars. An, uh, he had an unfortunate suspicion of DUI uh, arrest in 2020. That's the way it was worded. I'm not saying he had a DUI. I'm saying he was arrested suspicion on DUI. That's what was on his uh, resume. So, at the end of the day, I like him a lot, but there are question marks. I think he's a sleeper because I think this guy can be an absolute dog if in the right system. I think if if you know he gets the right NFL coaching, I think he could be really good. But I also think that there are some concerns here, which will cause him to fall probably in day three. Round five is where I could see him going. And it's tough, Jake, right? Because think about this. Everybody, everyone in the world is watching this moment, right? Since the end of the season last year, or even before that, teams were preparing for this moment. And so what's going to get you drafted a little bit higher or is going to get you chosen over someone else? A lot of times it's not about what you can do on the field because they can see that, right? The world can see that. They know if you run a, a 4-8, the other guy runs a 4-8, how are you going to get picked? It's because of what you do off the field. What's that character look like? Who do you know? That's another big thing. And so it's just unfortunate, but a lot of these guys are going to have to figure out, hey, if I don't go where I want to in this draft, what does the rest of my playing career look like, right? How can I make up and, and figure out how to be successful and live up to my dreams? Because it just, it's just unfortunate. It's unfortunate. So absolutely. Uh, I agree. Um, what are we looking at for your third and final uh, interior defensive line sleeper? Third and final one, Jake. It, 
it might be one of my more favorite um, selections here. Um, he, he ran a little bit faster than the other guys. You know, ran a 479, uh, 6'4", 273. Also coming out of Gwinnett County, Georgia, Jake. We talked about this. There's a lot of guys in Gwinnett County um, here in this draft coming out of Archer High School. Like I said, I went to Brookwood High School in Gwinnett. And so Colby Wooden coming out of Auburn, just his big playability and, um, you know, his work ethic. We talk about that, that pillar, the character pillar. Just work hard, right? Control what you control. Control your effort. And a guy like Kobe, I love what he brings to the table. One thing that I do like as well is he's able to stand up, Jake, and play that edge, that edge defensive end if he if he needs to, right? Or he can go down, put his hand in the dirt if he needs to. Run a four seven nine. A guy that big as a tackle. If you're rushing me, it's like, ooh, I'm gonna be in for a long day, right? And so I like a guy like that with Kobe. You know, being able to stand up and provide that pressure on the edge. And I also too, I love. I love the way he the way he uses his hands in the pass rush as well. I feel like he has a great toolkit, um, big spin move, big energy whenever he is rushing the passer. Um, and like I said, man, when it comes to the quarterback position, these guys are getting faster and faster. Coming four six four two seventy three on a four seven nine. Like I said, Jake, I ran a four seven, my guy. So to be that big and to be you know putting spin moves on tackles, guards, centers, and and sacking a quarterback, put him on my team. Put him on my team. Well, and and to your point, you know, Colby Wooden, um, and, and people need to know this, led his team in forced fumbles. Now, mind you, there are two pass rushers in this draft that I, I like. Derek Hall, who we've talked about on another show, um, and uh, Iku Leota. And those guys both don't have as many forced fumbles three as Colby Wooden. So this is a guy that's, you know, causing turnovers. He's getting the ball back to the offense. Uh, yeah, I, I like him, man. I think, um, you know, the positional versatility is nice. I prefer him as a three tech, but, uh, you know, he can set that edge. Um, I think he's got to get better with block deconstruction, but he can definitely set that edge. I think he's got some stuff to build off of, uh, you know, in the NFL. He's, you know, he's somebody that, you know, I think teams will like. Um, so, so looking at, the, so looking at this last one here, we got Gerard Clark, Coastal Carolina, I had to have a coastal guy. I've watched this team just pump out talent left and right. And so I finally got the excuse to go out and put one on here. Uh, three year starter at coastal. And he missed all of 2019 with a foot injury team captain, captain camel like that. Uh, he did have back surgery in 2020. I, I worry about backs because look at, you know, Robert Quinn it took him a while to get back to where he was. Joe Flacco, his career was pretty much done after the back injury. Um, he was originally, so, so stick with me here, originally a tight end, moved to outside linebacker, or so, sorry, uh, offensive line, and now he is at the defensive line. <laughs> so he's kind of all over the place there. Uh, he's a bit of a projection. Yeah, he's, he's a bit of a projection because of it, but I think he's got the strength to win. Um, he's got the foot quickness to win, and I think an NFL coach with what he has there is going to develop him into a true starting NFL nose tackle at the next level. So I, I don't think he's going to help you if you're looking for, you know, a guy that, you know, could be like an Aaron Donald. If you're looking for a guy that could, you know, be like a Chris Jones or something like that. 
but a true nose tackle. And there's not a ton in the league anymore. We saw like Tyre Tart is a good example. A guy that kind of flew under the radar, became a starter in the NFL. Uh, Gerard Clark can be a starting nose tackle. It'll take him a little bit, but he's got some really good tools there uh, that, you know, I think any coach will love to have in their, their, you know, system. Yeah. I mean, you said he played tight end and then went to offensive line, the defensive line. I mean, you play quarterback and corner. I mean, you play every position at this point, right? Get some snaps yeah. and then you'll, you'll be well-rounded. So I think at the end of the day, what, what I take away from that Jake is the ability to play different positions and do different things. The team's going to require sometimes a linebacker to long snap, you know, and do I've seen it before, Jake. I've seen it before where a linebacker, uh, he, he knew how to long snap and he long snapped in the game. They scored points and they were able to move forward. And so, you know, what I'm getting at there is bringing value at any place and anywhere in your football team. So if he needs to go out and catch some passes, Jake, he can probably do that, right? The teams do probably it. do it. <laughs> he played tight end. He must have some type of hands. Defense alignment swear they do, but this guy really does. So, you know, they have packages where he can go, you know, goal line where you go and lead block and, you know, have your running back score a touchdown, or you can act like you're lead blocking to the edge and then go out for a pass and catch it. So, Hey, there you go. I'm already writing this. I'm already writing this, his, uh, his touchdown for the year up. So, <laughs> That's a good so vibe there. now we're we're getting the hell out of the defensive line trenches. That's that's too much danger for us. So we're going <laughs> to the edge now, right? Okay. Uh, who do you got as as your guy? Uh, one of your three, Ralph the Rip. Uh, there. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, you know, my guy, I I, I love you, a California guys. Just being a California guy myself, um, I love team captain. So I'm a roll with Tuli Tuli Pelotu. Um, you know, coming out of USC. Uh, I have here, he's an African getting to the quarterback, Jake, 13 sacks, uh, Pac-12 defensive player of the year. I don't know if it's a sleeper at that point, right, Jake? Like if you're the Pac-12 defensive player of the year, you can't be a sleeper. But what I do know is he's not hes not probably going, you know, first two, three defensive ends. So if you're not going on that first day, you're a sleeper. And I, I have him as my sleeper as well. Like I said, coming out of USC, he's a captain. Um, he's a knack for getting to the quarterback at the end of the day, right? Um, you know, just finishing a season with 13 sacks, Jake, that's next level. So if he can try to repeat that once he gets to the NFL, now you're cooking. Because that's one thing I do realize is when you do things in college, you're like, hey, can I can I repeat this? You know, when I get to the when I get to a, a all pro, you know, offensive tackle or all pro guard, can I do the same things that I did in college? And so the fact that he was able to to lead the Pac-12 in sacks, it's only going to carry over to the NFL. And so the only thing I will say, right, for him is to figure out how to get the ball. Right. When you get to the NFL, you got to get that football. So change those sacks to also sack fumbles. Um, you know, a couple of things that I have on, on Tuli Tuli uh, is just the consistency of gameplay, right? Sometimes when it comes to stopping the run and setting the edge, um, he has to work on a few of those things. But clearly when it comes to sacking the quarterback, he's one of the best at it. And so, you know, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I want a guy like that on my squad. So go ahead and sign up Tuli Tuli, my man. That's that's my thoughts there. What are yours? Yeah, so Tuli Tulopu is somebody that when I watch the tape, he's got to get better as as far as just stopping the run. I, I think he gets there. He stops him, but he can't bring him down. I think he misses way too many tackles. But what I will say, and we talked about this our last episode with Makai Blackman in that same defense. And I said it then I'll say it now. Makai Blackman 
and Tui Tuapalotu were not put in position to succeed. They did not have the same type of skill set around them at that position, and they didn't have a great defensive coordinator setting guys up to succeed. So I think Tui Pelotu will be a better pro because he'll have guys that can set him up for success instead of failure. Um, my guy is uh, Bretton Cox Jr. out of Florida, and I'll tell you right now, there's a lot to unpack here for sure there's you know two two dismissals um i'm going crazy with all these things today i got the <laughs> medicals here the red flags let's bring them all on but uh no this this guy at the end of the day you know he's got really good tape in my opinion i like him as a three four outside linebacker can rush the passer set the edge has real athleticism a toolsy rusher uh great jump off you know the right off the snap and I think his technique is going to need some work. His overall pass rush plan is a little inconsistent for my liking. But I think if he goes to the right team, he can be developed properly and turned into a starting edge defender at the next level. I think he just he shows too much on a football field. You can say red flag this red flag that if you have a good you know system in place and not just system on the field, a system in the locker room. If you have a good locker room in place, you have good leaders, you have good uh, decision makers, then I think you're going to have the right people there to kind of guide Brenton Cox the right way. And what I'll say is right now, he he plays like his hair's on fire on the field. So it's not like an effort thing on the field. If I was seeing an effort thing on the field and I'm seeing an effort thing off the field, then I'm I'm more concerned. I mean, he's a kid. I think we we hold these kids very much like very accountable and I get it. They're all out in the spotlight, but the dismissals don't raise as much alarms as other stuff in the past. And I brought it up on uh, Believe in Rams. I'll say it again. There are guys in this league that have punched women on camera. There are guys in this league that have gotten away with, you know, driving while intoxicated. I think it's worse Okay, there's there's worse things out there. There's stuff that we don't even know that's probably out there that's being kept under wraps. That's worse than what Brenton Cox has basically, you know, gone through. I think at the end of the day, it's a personality thing, right? Some personalities don't get along with other personalities. And one thing I do know, Jake, is in the NFL, if there's an issue, they just get fined. Right. And so at the end of the day, if Brenton Cox doesn't want to, you know, wants to keep his money, they just be quiet. You know, do what you got to do, handle your business. Of course, speak whenever you want to speak and be heard, of course, but handle your business because that money will be coming out of the pocket. So that's going to handle that, Jake. But this gets to the football. The guy's a baller. <laughs> no, no matter how you cut it, no matter how you slice it, the guy can play ball. He is a mean streak. Um, and I, I compared him to Vontez Perfect, but whatever Vontez has done, it's way beyond what this young man has done, right? He can ball. He can play football. He is a mean streak. He's a chip on the shoulder. And as a linebacker, I want a guy like that on my team. I might have to get ready to fight guys on the football field all the time, but that's okay. If we're winning, if we're winning, we're fighting guys, you know, that's that's what you want. So you want a guy with some edge. You want some. You want a guy, what do, what do people say, whenever you walk down the alley in the middle of the night, you want him with you. That's what I want with me is Brent Cox. So. Sign them up, guys. I know the character piece, like like you said, Jay, get the system around him. Make sure that he's taking character, taken care of. And if he does act out of character, send that invoice, send that fine. He'll pay it, and then you just move on. But I would like him on my football team as well, Jacob. Um, and I know we're, we're coming up on time here, so I'm gonna go with my guy, uh, 
or sh- you want to should we should we move to the, some of the linebackers, Jake? Here, because I know we talked about these defensive ends. I I have my go to guy at defensive end per usual, but did you want to talk about linebackers instead here? Yeah, I will. Yeah, let's go to linebackers. I will say, uh, well, yeah, you you give your linebacker. We'll 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 pick one linebacker. Okay, okay, one linebacker. Well, if I get to pick one one linebacker here, Jake, I'm gonna go with two lanes linebacker here. Dorian Williams, six one two twenty eight, running a four four nine. Um, has that team captain on his on his on his uh, jersey there. I, I always love to see that. Um, he was MVP in the Cotton Bowl versus USC. Okay, Tulane, Jake, when, when people see teams like Tulane, they're like, ah, easy W, right? But not not him, not not with Dorian. So I, I like the way he plays ball. Uh, he's a punishing tackler. When you see his tape, he's standing over people. You know, he, he kind of reminds me of a, a Tremaine Edmonds. I know Tremaine is 6'5", and it's totally different from being a 6'1", but just the the size he plays with, right? He plays bigger than than what he is uh, when it comes to Dorian. So I would love to see a guy like that on my team. And he runs a 4'4'9", so... Anytime you got speed, anytime you got a football, there's someone there that's gonna uh, that's gonna get there with bad intentions. I want a guy like Dorian on my team there. How about you, Jake? What are your thoughts? So yeah, I I like Dorian a lot. Um, you know, I think he's got all the tools you look for in the modern day linebacker, like you said. And you know, I think running the four four nine at the combine really shows that. I think he does play bigger than he is, you know, six one two twenty eight. I think is what he, what I have here on my spreadsheet anyway. You know, I have the database <laughs> shows six one two twenty eight. So that's what I guess he is. But you know, rangy athlete. I think at the end of the day, started three seasons with Tulane. He's somebody that he needs to, you know, play with more consistency. I think he does get a little erratic, but I'd rather, I think we talked about this. I'd rather have erratic than not caring. Right. So, mm. uh, you know, going out and trying to make the tackle instead of, eh, I don't, that's eh, not my job. You know, uh, yeah. I like that more, but yeah, my guy is it, it's tough. Cause I have three here and I got to choose one. <laughs> I'm going to go with Shaka Hayward because I don't think anybody's going to talk about him. Okay. I would have said Yasir Abdullah. I'll give him a shout out and Ivan Pace jr. Uh, who, if you're looking for the next Denzel Perryman, he is it, man. He mm. is, he is a train wreck. He is a car crash, whatever you want to call it. But Shaka Hayward's not getting the attention he deserves. So I'm going to give him the nod here Four year starter at Duke. Uh, longer frame, 6'3", 240, tackling machine. He doesn't have the ranging coverage that you like. He doesn't have the like, great uh, agility, so to speak. He's more of a straight-line guy. 4'5", 3'3", ran for 40 time. Very good run defender. Instinctive player. He's a little too quick to react. Sometimes he needs to be a little bit more patient, let things more come to him, uh, and not overall like a super explosive guy. But I think with the right coaching, he's going to be the big surprise out of this class at the linebacker position. I'm putting my stamp of approval on Shaka Hayward. I've been watching him for a while. I've been monitoring him for a while. About two draft classes ago, I was like, man, I can't wait for him to come out. And I watched his tape, and sure enough, it was as good as I remembered. So uh, he's got serious starting potential. And I heard one person mention, I, I don't know if it was on Twitter or what it was. One person mentioned that he's very similar to potentially this year's Ernest Jones, a guy mm. who may not have the best athletic profile, but he does have that size. He can sneak up on you. He's got the the heart, the demeanor. I kind of like that, Cam. But what yeah. are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I mean, <clears throat> to get compared to Ernest Jones, that's a big compliment. I think we always talk about it in the on the Believe in Rams 
episode in our podcast where Ernest Jones, he was molded, I would say molded, but, you know, mentored by Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner led the NFL in every category at the linebacker spot. So if you want to say molded, <laughs> you can say molded, but I'm looking forward to seeing what Ernest Jones does, you know, in the, you know, in his next step. So to be compared to that, that's a great compliment. You know, when Bobby Wagner decided to go to the Rams, he went, he probably looked and said, Hey, who am I playing with here? So the fact that a young draftee is getting prepared to Ernest Jones, that, that leads up to greatness. So I, I love to see that. And, you know, you mentioned supporting players that don't get enough shine. I think that's important. You know, someone really quick, you know, in the linebacker spot, I want to point out Aubrey Miller coming out of Jackson State. This is the first HBCU. I like pro- that. This is the first HBCU prospect that I think that we really brought up um, on our show. And I think that's important, you know, the representation uh, when it comes to black and brown athletes. So I'll, I wanted to bring up Aubrey, Jake. I know uh, we decided to kind of skip through our linebackers. I wanted to bring up Aubrey. Because of just he was my fourth, funny enough. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Right. Good player. Uh, yeah. Good, good player. And you talked about a Denzel Perryman, you know, with Aubrey Miller. He's probably kind of built a little bit similar, uh, short in stature, but strong and looking to punish people. Right. Uh, led their category, led, um, you know, for Aubrey, he's FCS All-American and SWAT Team's the player of the year. You know, so he, he led in pretty much every category when it comes to just playing in the HBCU. So I would love to see him get a shot at the NFL and. You just never know where guys like that can end up, Jake. And so, you know, I was undrafted. I was overlooked. So whenever we get a chance to talk about them, let's go ahead and do that. So, yeah, I'm glad we, we discussed that because Shaka, I think, is somebody that could get undrafted and he could be a priority undrafted rookie for I don't think we use that term enough, but uh, Ivan Pace Jr. going back to that real quick. He kind of reminds me of you a little bit. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I got to give, I was like, man, am I watching, am I watching my host? Like, am I watching him play a ball at Cincinnati? What even is this? No, very, very similar. Great athlete, you know, but I'm not going to get too much into it. Cause we got to move on safeties. Who's your safety? My guy safety. So I'm going to go with Pittsburgh, you know, keeping the ACC family here. Um, guy who ran a four, four, three, uh, Brandon Hill. Jake, I love I love the way he comes up and, and makes plays, right? He wants to dislodge people from the football. I think we talked about it earlier, <laughs> some of the defensive linemen uh, coming up versus screen plays and dislodging the football from receivers when they're not paying attention. But this guy, Brandon Hill, dislodges the football from players when they're watching. Jake, he's, he's built like that. And so um, I love the tenacity. You know, we talked about playing with that edge earlier. On my defense, I want multiple guys who has an edge, right? I want when when we watch them, I want to be like, ooh, <laughs> who is that? Ooh. Yeah. And Brandon Hill, when you turn on that tape, it is like that. You, you're going to hear it. You're going to feel it. And that's what I want on my defense, Jake. That's what I want on my defense. I want guys who are looking to, to cause damage, right, inflict some pain. Of course, keep people healthy. Right. Keep people healthy. But we want that ball removed and we want the football. And so Brandon Hill's a guy that can do that. One thing I would love to see a little bit more is some of, you know, the fluidity in his hips. Right. I know he plays the safety position. and He can cover tight ends really well and slot receivers really well. But I guess when it gets to the, guy, the receivers are a little bit more quicker, a little bit more elusive. I'm sticking with those guys are, are a little bit more tough for him. So I would want to see a little bit more of that. And then also when it comes to taking shots. Right. He's like a missile. He comes in hair on fire. And so understanding how to break down and, and, and settle those hips in and actually make make those secure tackles in open space, right? Because when you're playing safety, you're pretty much the last the, the, the last call there. So if if people get past them um, in the run game, that's going to be a problem. Or even in the pass game on, 
on deep passes. So I would love to see Brandon secure more tackles in the open field because in the NFL, it's going to be important. You can save some touchdowns with that play. But like I said, he comes up and make big plays. He's a disruptor, and I like a guy like Brandon Hill on my football team. And he plays at the four four three speedy rant, which I love. You know, um, yeah, I, I like the the pick there. I'm not sure where he's going to rank on my list. I haven't finished his evaluation yet. But um, shout out to Sidney Brown out of Illinois. He's not my guy, but he's you know he's pretty big. You know, <laughs> playing in Illinois, twin yeah. brother with Chase Brown. Got to give him some love there. Chamari uh, Chamari Con- uh, Connor out of Virginia Tech. I'm mentioning. But I'm looking at a different guy. I got to give a guy love. We talk about this being sleepers. Well, do you remember Jeremy Chin coming out? Because I saw him at the Senior Bowl and that guy was fireworks. I was so excited to see him in action. You know, this guy reminds me of Jeremy Chin. Mm -hmm. And so much so that at the Senior Bowl, they had him running those linebacker drills. And honestly, he's showing his versatility all over the place. Cam, I'm talking about Marte Mapu out of Sac State, Sacramento Mm. State. Okay, nice. this guy, 6'3", 221, uh, you know, he's got some serious build there. Uh, Two-year starter of Sacramento State. I really think he's this year's Jeremy Chin, you know, kind of the small school guy that really made a name for himself at the Senior Bowl. Late addition, I might add. Um, he tore his pec. I know you know a lot ah, about that, but he tore his pec on February, which forced him to basically need surgery. He couldn't test in the process, so we don't have his measurables down, but I think if you watch the film, you see that he could play linebacker, he play corner, he can play safety, he can kind of do it all. And this is somebody that is high energy, high motor, you know, high intensity, high work ethic. Everything's up here, right? And you have to be. If you're a Sacramento State prospect, you got to be on that level. A very smart player, instinctual, reads and reacts well. He's an explosive athlete. I see at least four or five flat speed on tape. And I think with Mapu, what you're getting is an absolute stud that could end up being the draft gem of this entire safety class uh, in a, in a class that no one's really truly separated in except for, you know, you could argue uh, the Alabama guy at the top who some people look as a corner. Yeah. I would say Mapu is a guy that in the fourth round, if he's there for you, I, I mean, I could argue picking him the second or third, but if he falls, he's going to be really good value cam. So just a name to look out for, for what sure. You, what you say, Jake, six, three, two, 21 plans. Safety? Come on. <laughs> you need that, Jake. You need guys that come up and make plays. You need guys that are rangy when that ball's thrown in the air. You know, you need receivers looking like, well, who's that big dude running down the field about to hit me? Right? Or intercept the football. So I like it. I think it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fear factor back there. When quarterbacks see that, they're gonna be like, Whoa, let me get the ball out quickly before this man dislodges the football away from my receiver. So I like it. So that's going to do it Uh, for us. We're going to throw the featured NFL player in real quick. Happy birthday to former Rams, Packers, and Vikings wide receiver, Carol Dale. He turns 85 today. He is a three-time NFL champ, two-time Super Bowl champ, three-time Pro Bowler, played five years for the Rams, was drafted 1960 NFL draft, eighth round, 86th overall, played eight years for the Packers. His last year was on the Vikings, 170 games, 438 uh, receptions, over 8,000 yards 52 touchdowns averaged 18.9 yards per reception my man was a baller happy birthday to carol dale big dale happy birthday my guy (laughs) and that's gonna do it we'll see you guys tomorrow later folks 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.